<laughs> yeah, right. Hit us again. I think that's good. You want another one? Yeah, I think that's... These are good, honest questions, I think. For really? I think so. I think these are great questions. I think these are things that people listening... Sure. You know, there there are probably some people listening thinking, I know what conclusion they're going to come to. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of already written it off. But uh, I think right. addressing some of these questions is right. fantastic. And so, so like, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't, what I have didn't, you heard? I, I didn't pre-think these out. If, okay, so here's, an, here's another question I could just throw out. So, um, Or Daniel, what do you I don't, battle with? I, got I don't think myself... Uh, okay, you know, devil's advocate again. Bad expression. Pardon me. Why do you always want to be his advocate every time? <laughs> you have an advocate with the father. Uh, how do I say it? How do I ask this one? <laughs> it just feels like that there's so many different things in the world. There's so many different variations of Christianity, different views of Christianity. And we're making it sound so simple. You know, we keep on saying, oh, these eight simple verses. These, you know, and we're trying to say, the scripture is really not challenging. The scripture is really simple. And here's the eight verses that kind of break it down. Um, A, are we oversimplifying a bit? And B, since there's so many different interpretations and opinions out there, why is yours any more special than those? And C, Shouldn't you know, since there's so many different options out there, what's wrong with picking the one that seems to suit me best? Okay, while Daniel's warming up, I'll start by saying that you should commit um, to first just following God's word. We should agree first that the Bible is God's word. NIV, ASV, ESV, we should just agree that that's... Those are different versions of the Bible. There are the different way. versions of the Bible. I'm so sorry. Yes, not versions. Yes, I'm sorry. These are, translations. these are translations. Some of them are Semantics. paraphrased. No, that's very important. It's very important. That's true. Right. It's not okay. like Bible 10.0. Yes. So I guess let's first just say, so this is God's word. Interestingly enough, everybody carries a copy in to church, right? Whether you have it on your phone, whatever. You all have it. It's in your house. So if we start there and just say, now everything we read in there then, let's say that it's truth. You go into church, you know, there are all different churches everywhere. So if we agree that whatever's in here is true, just going to take it as, take it for what it says and it's true, that's the basis. If we start there, Right, we all have an agreement. Um, then I think we're okay to move forward. But what often happens is that we start in a much different place and then come back and then decide if we really want to use it or not. Right? Um, it's like we get cavities and we want to decide we want to start brushing yes or no. We've already lost some teeth. You know, we, we try to make this decision really late in the game um, because the preacher at this church is really dynamic and super cool. Okay. The band over here is really awesome. You know, I really, really like what they've got going on, you know, or X, Y, Z. Um, All right. And, th- and yeah. then we come back to the Bible and try to decide, okay, so how does this work? Now, I put that in context of church. Let's step outside of that. Also, in just daily life, you know, like 
I like working at this job, but it's really morally like a really bad place and it's deteriorating my life and my family and everything. And then I read the Bible and I find out what type of person I should be. And then I backpedal, right? So we should decide first, hey, this is what we're going to go with. And then whatever we find along the way that does or does not fit where we are or we are, we just agree that we're, we're willing to make a change, right? All right. Yeah, no, I think that's important. Let's just start there. Okay, I put the ball in the tee. Go ahead. Okay, I went just straight to Ephesians 4. Because the answer to your question is that there really is only one church. There's only one, like Paul says in Ephesians 4, one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Ephesians 4 and verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. There's only one, and it's laid out for us in the Bible. So then what we have to do, what our job is, is to make sure that whatever it is that we're a part of is that one church, is that one faith, is that one body following one Lord following one spirit, obeying one God the Father. Because there's only one Mm -hmm. that's laid out for us that Jesus died to establish. Right? So we have uh, the most important thing that we can do when we put on the name of Christ and call ourselves Christians is to make sure that we understand what that is. What that one body is. Mm -hmm. Because... Paul warned in several different occasions that there would be people preaching a different gospel. Sure. That there would be people, you know, he called them false prophets and false teachers who would lead people away from the one gospel. So what we have to do is be very, very certain that we've examined the scriptures, that we've tested every spirit, Paul says, to make sure that that we're attached to and affiliated with involved with and part of that one body. Can I, can I um, throw in a pet peeve of mine real fast? Please do. So with that verse, this might get me in trouble, I don't know, but that's okay. We'll Still devil's advocate? We'll or no? Well, no, the, this is, this the is, Ephesians 4 This verse? is me for reals now. Okay, for reals. Yeah, with that verse. The Ephesians 4. Yeah, yeah, okay, the Ephesians okay, 4. Okay, yeah. Is that people uh, have a tendency, like... People that oh, that worship with me, there's some people, this is, you know, and it might be a minority. I don't know what percentage of people it is, but when they read that verse, that they that the one church means our church, like the the particular flavor that we happen to prescribe to, yeah. and everyone else clearly is the wrong church mm-hmm. or the church that is not. Um, you know, they're outside of the one church, you know, they're lost or, you know, and, and that, um, so that's a big assumption. I think that kind of like, I don't, you know, I think that the one church is a bigger statement than that. It does not necessarily mean that because you have the right cursive stenciled words out on your wooden sign out front. Right. That you're in. No, it does not. Let's be clear. Right. It very much does not mean that. Right. It means that you have to be the called out. You have to obey the Lord's commandments in the way that he says. 
that puts you in his church. It's called a couple of different things, but that puts you in his body, right? Yes. There are going to be people that worship weekly in a building with a particular sign, perfectly stenciled letters out front, um, who 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 aren't in his church, who got wet, who aren't really doing anything that would set themselves apart nor have make them called out to be in his church. So right. you keep going with what you, where you My were, understanding of this verse is that it's directed to individuals. It's not directed to aggregations of individuals. It's you, Paul says, walk worthy of the calling to which you personally, individually, Jesse, were called. Not the group that Jesse belongs to was called. It's to us individually. And we have to make sure individually, personally, that we are testing those spirits. That we are not just because it happens to have the right sign and it happens to have scriptural meeting times and it has to happen right. to have you know the right sort of order of worship service and the right. you know the the proper format being followed that doesn't mean anything what matters is that we are trying to be a part of the one body right which like Jesse, which like Julian said goes by several different names Mm-hmm. You know, it. it's... Sure. But but I'll be clear on what you said. Like, it, there is just one church, though. Sure. Yes, there is. Right. You yes, know, there is. It, it's still not a choose-your-own-adventure. No, right. exactly, no, no. Yep. exactly. There's still one. And, and, and if you are a baptized believer in the name of Jesus Christ, being baptized for the remission of your sins, it puts you in that one yeah. church um, which is 2000 years old i think that we have a tendency to look at the people around us and to look at the building that we're in and to look at the the preacher that we listen to and to look at the leadership of the church as being the only church which i think is a is a a dangerous narrowing of our viewpoint the church that god established is ancient. The church that God established is eternal. You know, the church that God established is worldwide. It's and universal. It's, and it's 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 the it's the collection of people. It's the people, you know. And you have like it's easy to hang your hat on I go to the right church. When what people mean is, I sit in the right building. There you go. You have to be very, very careful not to confuse the two. Right. Sitting in the right building does not make you a part of the church. Doing the will of God makes you part of his one church. Right. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) 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 You go, boy. (laughs) Well, right. I mean, look, we, we said this earlier. It's exactly what Jesus says in Matthew 7, right? It's exactly what yes. he says. What does he say in Matthew 7? And, well, you fill in the gap. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, there's, he says so much in Matthew 7. 
Judge not that you be not no, judged. Judge. <laughs> I know what he says in Matthew 7. Do you know what he says in Matthew 7? He says, not many who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. But who? He who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, have we not prophesied so in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many great wonders in your name. And what does he say to them? Depart from, from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. Boom. That's seven. That's... That's, that's what he's going to say. So, no, I, I love that you brought that up. Because we that is a very strong point that we probably would not have made had you not brought that up that way. But there, it's it's pretty deep in one faith, the one faith part. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and I hang back, on that more than anything. Back really. to Acts 238. Yeah. Right. Baptism is included in this. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, one faith, one Lord, one spirit, one body, one baptism. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the essentials. These are the basics. These are the fundamentals mm-hmm. that Paul is saying. you got to be unified on these things. Yeah. I need you guys through lowliness and gentleness with long-suffering while you bear with one another in love. You need to be unified in the spirit. You need to keep the bond of peace. But you need to understand there's one spirit. There's one body. There's one faith. There's one baptism. So, like, that's, it's... Well, the answer is in the Bible, right? Sure. That's what that's what explains all of it, right? And that's what yeah. you said, Julian, to yeah. answer my original. I think you gave like a three-part question, but it all gets answered by what you said. We need to start our agreement with Julian, mm-hmm. which was that let's all just agree that the Bible is our basis for how to answer these questions. And you know, I think all three of us will guarantee that we are nothing special. That we are not more intelligent than anybody else. We don't have the answers more than anybody else. All, all we've done is try to look at the Bible and try to come to our conclusions. And, you know, this is, this is our thought on what we read, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got the responsibility, you know, if they're searching, everyone's got that responsibility to, to search for the answers for themselves. Because that's why, you know, there are, there's a billion different options out there for you to, to you know, to align with. Mm-hmm. Um, how will you pick the right one? Well... I hope that you don't pick the right one by going to different churches and seeing which one makes you feel the best. Right. Because that's not going to be the right one. You have to find a way to study the scripture itself. And doing that by yourself without any background knowledge is hard because it, you know, it you kind of do it helps a lot to have people to help walk you through it. But, you know, you have to maybe talk to a lot of people and ask a lot of questions and do a lot of reading. And it's something that you're going to have to work for. Unfortunately, you know, this isn't something that you hit the easy button on. And just, you know, I hate that expression. But anyways, you know, you gotta you got to dig into the scripture, dig into the word, study the word, and come up to your own conclusion. Don't let us tell you the answers. Yeah. But isn't it that important? I mean, we we are talking about heaven. Heaven. I mean, isn't isn't it that important? Yeah, it's that important. You know, you would do any number. I mean, if you got a job, you would you would work endless hours, countless hours, late nights, whatever it took. If you were like, man, I have to work and provide for my family, you would do whatever it took. Um, 
And this is far more important. It yeah. is just the most important thing that there is. It's eternity. Um, well, it's not just you. It's you. It's your whole family, even. Absolutely. But remember, in Costa Rica, there was people that we told you know, to, that we preached to, and this was probably the year before last. And um, and 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 this man was like, "Wow, now that I understand this, I've misunderstood it my whole life, and I feel like I finally, you know, something clicked. I finally understand it." Now I've got to tell my kids, my grandkids, like, it's more than just you, right? It's, it's everyone that you know around you, salvation too, that you can impact. It's way bigger than just us. Yeah. What we're doing right now is a very, man, it, it's so short in comparison to eternity. It is, it is nothing. You know, Francis Chan does that example where he takes the rope that, like, goes all the way across the stage. And he ties, like, a piece of tape on one end, like an inch of tape. And he says, this inch of tape represents the life that you live now. And the rest of this rope represents eternity. Like, what will you do in the space of this tape? How important is it? And when you think of it in terms like that, like, what what are we going to do with what's on the tape, man? Because yeah. what's on the tape really does determine what happens with the rest. It is what's in your heart is what you want. Amen. I think God just wants us to be honest. To leave us, because we all come to the Bible with, you know, preconceived ideas, with things we've been taught, with things that we've heard, with things that we think we understand. And I think God just wants us to approach Him honestly, mm-hmm. to just say, okay, put it, you know, Whatever I think Christianity is about, whatever I think the Bible has to say to me, let me just look at it. Let me just see what it actually has to say to me. And am I able to approach it honestly and to say, this is what it says. This is what the Bible has to say to me about my life and about my spiritual state and about my relationship to God. And I think if we can do that, if we can approach it honestly and openly and just see what it has to say, it's very plain for us. Like the mystery's been revealed. The answer's been given to us. The, it, it's, it's there for us to read. We just have to be able to, to lay aside whatever it is, whatever baggage we take to it, and just accept it for what it is, which is... The complete word of God and the direction for us in our lives. And I think if we can do that, if we can honestly examine the Bible, the scriptures to see what God has to say, then the rest of it can just sort of fall away and it's okay. Because when the fullness of the the scripture reaches us and when we fully understand where we are before Jesus, what it is that he did for us. And when we ask that question, what, okay, what do we need to do? We can see what the answer is. And glory to God that his plan is what it is and that it works and that, that, that gift, that grace and that mercy and that love was extended to each and every one of us.